0: Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain, and you're listening to WNS Podcast.
1: Broadcasting from Beaumont, Texas, it's the Wrestling News Source Podcast with Daniel Heron and Tyler Haber, a couple of wrestling fans with a drink in hand and a lot to say. This podcast may contain adult language and may not be suitable for young listeners, so listener discretion is advised. Now, being broadcast in over 45 countries, here are your hosts. Daniel Heron and Tyler Bear. That's right, with everyone. I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Abear. and we welcome you to episode 488 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. For uh, you can follow us on Facebook, the Podcast on YouTube, this Video, and on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast.
2: We're on Stitcher. BeyondPod, Pod, player.fm, satchel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music. Just search for us a new source podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter
1: at Deminus Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at DRH Pro. You can follow Tyler Tyler underscore
2: bear. You can follow
1: me on Instagram, bear underscore mode. I am DRH underscore pro. You can also follow me on the Twitch and the TikTok at DRH Pro. So welcome to the show. Got plenty to talk about this week. Not to mention a very special interview with uh Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett. So we had him on the show a few years back, and uh, double J, yeah. Wait, yeah, double J, <laughs> J A double R or J J E double F J A double R E double T double J Jeff Jarrett.
2: <laughs> but that gets old to say that all the time. Going to
1: be on the show today, <clears throat> so we got to sit. Uh, well, sorry, I got to sit down with him for a few minutes and uh, and talk to him. So uh, you'll get to hear that a little bit later on in the God. show.
2: I know I want a replica belt. Yeah, I, mean, I saw those belts yeah? that he has. Like I, there's multiple ones I want, but I wouldn't mind having a replica of the NWA title.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. nice. If you could only t- if you could only choose one belt to have, which would it be?
2: Oh God, um, I can narrow it down to two. yeah. Um, either. The World Heavyweight Championship, like the WCW one, like the big one that, that got brought over yeah. to Yeah, the Raw. big gold belt. Yeah, the big one, or
1: NWA. NWA, nice. That'd be a good one to have. There's one on here, only $700. <laughs> only.
2: Only. It's eventually going to happen, because I want like a replica of a belt yeah. of one, one that's out there, and then <laughs> I want a custom one.
1: There you go. Now, see, now we're talking.
2: See, I want a custom in.
1: What do you want on the custom one? I got to really think. I have no clue. Podcast logo.
2: I'll be cool, but I got to really sit down and think because I bear. haven't really thought about it, you
1: know? A bear.
2: A bear. Yeah. Is a bear shit in the woods? Um, well, of
1: course, it lives in the woods. <laughs> it's not going to go to, like, Bucky's or something. To. I got to poop.
2: I really don't know, to be honest with you.
1: Man, I really got to poop. <laughs> <laughs> so... um Man. I'm a little I'm I'll be honest, I'm a little worn out today. Yeah. So uh I'm not gonna sound too enthused when talking about Raw.
2: Um look, I'm kinda in the same boat as you. I've yeah. been doing a lot of stuff, so I've seen a little bit here and there for uh AEW and Raw. Yeah. So Not to it's mention been a crazy freaking week.
1: Yeah. Like I felt like So I was late to to starting Raw. Mm-hmm. And I made sure to record it, and I just never found the motivation to, like, go back and watch it.
2: Yeah, it's it's sad to be where we are right now <laughs> um, with Raw and, I guess you could say SmackDown. I don't watch SmackDown. Yeah. But I will watch See, the SmackDown. SmackDown's actually really good. Which is weird, because they're probably run by, by the same Raw. people. Yeah, it's... Yeah. You know, like... And this may put things into perspective, and it, it may not for certain people, but, like, how we feel and stuff. Then you see Mickey James telling her story yeah. about not just the trash bag situation. I'm just talking about, like... An official telling her, hey, women
1: will never draw
2: money. Yeah, that, and then she, the sexism and the ageism, yeah. uh, as she put it. Yeah. You know, it's like... And you have people who used to be in WWE went away and come back and guess what? It's like, you're not that big of a star.
1: Not as big as you thought you were. Yeah.
2: Uh, Shelton Benjamin, Mickey James, John Morrison.
1: Well, my thought process for the first two, John, John Morrison and, uh, and Shelton Benjamin is that they both had potential to be stars and WWE decided not to. Because, and this goes back to a a conversation that we've had ad nauseum about the opportunities uh, to make make new stars, going to John Cena, Randy Orton, refusing to put them over. You know, I mean, you think back to Shelton Benjamin; he had that classic match with with Shawn Michaels, the infamous spot where he did the the dive off the top rope into the super kick and all that. Like, he was he was set to become like a big star, and then there were like. Let's bleach his hair blonde and let's give him a mama. <laughs> like let's make him a mama's boy. That'll that'll win him over with the crowd, that right? Didn't last long, did it? No, I don't remember it last long? No, and that's the thing. Like they do these horrible gimmicks that just like butcher these people's characters. And I was thinking about it earlier earlier in the week, where you know I watch I watch AEW and I enjoy it. It's not over the top. Like, the action is over the top. The characters are not. And it's because WWE wants characters. AEW wants wrestlers who have personality. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I feel like that's the big difference for me. Like, back in the day, you had everyone with the, you know, the Iron Sheik, uh, Doink the Clown. Like, everyone had a a gimmick. Oh, Hulk Hogan the Racist. Yeah, (laughs) sure.
2: I went there.
0: Yeah,
1: you know the Undertaker. So you know stuff like that. Like everyone had their own particular character: Jake the Snake Roberts. um, You know, even even getting out of that, you know, you got the Viper, Randy Orton. uh, You know, the Heartbreak Kid, the Hitman. You know, the Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like everyone had the, you know, some kind of the yeah. for a brief period of time, the AJ Styles, the phenomenal one. You look at you look at people that were more serious competitors, Ken Shamrock. You know, although he was the world's most dangerous man. You know, uh, I don't know. There's just some something in the last few years. Like they went, obviously they got out of the Attitude Era. They went to the Ruthless Aggression Era, and then at some point. And I know the I know the catalyst. I know the moment that it happened. Uh, they went squeaky clean. It was after the death of Chris Benoit, and on top of that, Linda McMahon was running for Senate. So they were like, "We've got to be completely squeaky clean. Can't say ass. You can only say butt.
2: Ah, oh, butts.
1: Yeah. So they completely, you know, they went to a cleaner. Program and I can understand that you want to appeal to a more youthful crowd. Let's be honest. When we were little, saying "suck it" at age seven oh or nine, gosh, or she
2: was the best. <laughs> probably not the best. Not the best, like for kids to say. For but kids, it was, fun. it was cool. It was fun, man. We were in school doing like the "suck it" sign and stuff like that, and like I mean, teachers didn't like it, but it was fun. We're yeah, like, suck it. Ah! But not. <laughs>
1: But ideally, <laughs> a parent not not something they want their child to be raised I'm just, on.
2: I'm surprised my dad didn't correct me. Yeah, like I know that he saw me going around like crotch chopping, like he didn't <laughs> like. I bet he was chuckling on the inside, like this shit's for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, like when I was little, for me, hell was a bad
1: word. Yeah. And so my dad took me to a, a Monday Night Raw. And Stone Cold Steve Austin was there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was like, if you're ready for the Royal Rumble, give me a hell yeah. yeah. And I to my dad, I was like, can I say it? He was like,
2: yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Like, I know this is going to sound so stupid, and this is a, a, a mind of a child. I don't know why I thought this shit was so funny. I remember Val Venus. Oh, God. And I go, Val, penis. And then my mom's like, stop saying that. Oh, so you caught <laughs> you caught the reference. <laughs> yes.
1: Pal, penis.
2: <laughs> penis, pal. <laughs> he's a porn star (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she's like stop saying it I was like well it's hilarious and I'm like no
1: (laughs) (laughs) but like I said they went from that to a more family friendly hey let's you know they went with the mindset of if we can get the kid to want to come here then we'll get the kid and a parent so we'll sell two tickets instead of just one I I I guess it's a good business model business decision okay I get it but you're turning off a lot of fans who want to see, you know, I'm, I want to see chair shots. I want to see spots I've never seen before.
2: Um, God, I'm glad they took away chair shots. I'm, like, I'm the glad head, they took chair to shots the head, to the head. To yes. The head. My younger self would be like, no. Like, I go, like,
1: I'll go back and watch some of the older stuff, and I'll be like, oh, my God. Makes like, you cringe. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe mostly because I'm like older and like everything hurts now. Hey, you now. remember when Cody yeah.
2: wanted to bring chair shots back to the head? Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> Yeah, how'd that work out for him? <laughs> it was not too to be well. Supposed to a prop chair, though. Yeah, but um,
1: sorry, good. Uh, but basically, yeah, it goes. It goes back to the you know, we're we're not making new stars. We're hanging on to the stars of yesteryear.
2: Well, they just thought that John Cena and Randy Orton and Batista could carry the company for years and years and years. And, and they, they did. did. They carried, let's be honest,
1: Stone Cold Steve Austin's run, I believe, was six years. Six. And everyone's like, it's the greatest thing in wrestling. I'm like, it was a short run. Yeah. It right. was an extremely short run yeah. when you think about it. Because it you look at six John
2: years, Cena. That was actually, that felt long.
1: Yeah, like, because you about wa- all the moments. Because you wanted to tune in every week yeah. cuz they were always doing something different. Like when we have 3 weeks of raw that are identical, why am I even watching this? Like you got 50/50 booking from the previous week. Now you have 50/50 booking in the same show. Like it's getting it's getting out of hand. They're not they're trying a couple of things and they're like, "Well, we well, tried, it's, it's not working.
2: To me, I don't think it'll ever be the same. Um, I know it has to no, change. No, it never will. It, it, it'll it, it, never be the same. It's been changing. I get that. And there's pieces of WWE I like and I will always like. But most of it doesn't click with me. But I still watch it because I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah. And we've got to do a podcast. But, <laughs> That's uh, the thing. Well, they've they've know.
1: reached their low. they they've reached their point of hardcore fanatics yeah. who are just going to watch. Yeah, it doesn't matter just, how we're just bad we're shooting
2: is. a shit, but we're shooting a shit about shitty situations with WWE, WWF, WWE. Yeah. Um. But I forgot where I was going with all this. You know, we started with Mickey
1: James and all that.
2: Yeah. It, everything is just is just in a sad state. Not everything. Okay. I know those guys are busting their ass. The top guys to me they're probably getting away with like i don't know they're probably like you think roman does his own script or someone writes for him he's probably he, got a writer and
1: paul is probably writing for him because or helping roman's him, at least.
2: doing good
1: Roman's on, like, uh, the terror of his career. That's,
2: we wanted John Cena to be that. Um, no,
1: this is what I... Well, yeah, yeah, that is what we wanted to see John Cena like. But this is what I wanted Roman Reigns to be after he defeated The Undertaker. Like, this had... And we talked about this years back. Had Undertaker not lost the streak to Brock Lesnar, and he lost it to Roman Reigns, and the night after uh, WrestleMania... When he did the stand in front of the crowd for five minutes, only says, This is my yard now, and walks away. Had we gotten this Roman Reigns the night after that, he would have been unstoppable. He'd still be unstoppable today. That's true. But it, they took so long for it to, to happen that, you know, like he would have been the ultimate heel. Like you, you beat the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania, you come out and say, This is my yard now. And if we never saw The Undertaker after that, dude, that would have been mega. That's
2: what that's what should have happened.
1: It's what should have happened, yes. Did it happen? No, obviously not. We know we know what happened after that. But, you know, they took so long. They take they take time to give people a chance, but then they're like, Let's try something completely different. Hey, let's take a star like Alistair Black, who Fans are saying this guy's going to be like the next undertaker. He's got that presence. It has nothing to do with his wrestling ability. He's got the presence when his music hits and the lights go out and he appears. The crowd eats it up. So what do they do? Well, let's make like, you know, when he, when he does that little rise thing, I know we're not supposed to acknowledge that there's something that's lifting him up, but let's make a little squeaky noise to make people know that that's there.
2: Okay. And it's
1: like, really? You're Tell gonna me take something I, away? I know
2: we've talked about this in the past. It's been a little while. But yeah. um, did things change when they got a shit ton of writers for each uh, roster? Or was yeah. it more of it was Vince's mentality it's changed? It's probably both.
1: I think the problem started when they... Went over to a squeaky clean image, mm-hmm. and then they started bringing soap opera writers in, who that's don't it. people who don't know the product.
2: There was only one person I felt like who knew the product, yeah. and he was, and you know who I'm talking Freddy about, Freddie Prince, Freddie Prince Jr. Because he yeah. was a wrestling, he's been a wrestling fan,
1: and I feel like that's the problem. They didn't get people. You can have people backstage to like help book a match, mm-hmm. but you don't have people booking the storylines. You've got writers. And then on top of that, you've got an aging Vince McMahon who's coming in and saying, "Well, oh, I don't like this idea. We're just going to do what I want." So it's like, so what's the point of having writers if you're just going to do guess whatever he you want?
2: Wants more ideas and to I shoot guess, down? <laughs> yeah, shoot down or unless he's thinking maybe some of these people can give me a different idea yeah. than what I'm thinking but most of the fucking time we're going to turn it down. <laughs> I mean pretty much. That's pretty much what we are. at. I just wrote the script and the show's about to start in an hour, but I'm going to I want you motherfuckers to rewrite this shit. Yeah. That's What he does. Oh god. I I wonder if those writers are on like stress medicines or whatever, you know? Oh,
1: more than likely. Man, oh I wonder if if some of them just kind of like hang back and don't write anything. Like, like, what's like, the
2: fucking point? He pretty much, wants to
1: rewrite every fucking time. Yeah, it's like I'm just gonna hang back. And when they come up and be like, "Hey, where's Jonathan's pitch? I haven't heard from him in a while." Like, oh, I got shot down. You know, I'm just here to collect a paycheck at this point. <laughs> you know, like it. There, there. It's a combination of 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 many things. You have got. You know, writers. You've got vents. You've got the image that they're wanting to do. Uh, Honestly, for me, like the music has declined. Like the entrance themes have declined so much. Uh, Ever since CFO money left, the what was what
2: was the problem with them?
1: I think just they probably just got tired. I'm not sure. Yeah, because they created some good shit. They did. Um. Let's see, CFO Money attempted to have WWE buy them out of their publishing deal and have them work in-house, but the publisher rejected the proposal. As a result, WWE had no new CFO music since. In August of 2020, they were released from their recording contract and disbanded shortly
2: after. Wow.
1: Which is sad, because like they came up with some some really kick-ass themes, and then they're like, hey, we just need to change the majority of these themes to something, like, uber generic. Like, you listen to them. Like, the ear in me, I notice those little things, and I'm like, God, this is so terrible.
2: Like, I will reference this. Like, it drove me fucking nuts when Keith Lee went to Raw. Oh, yeah. Part of his music from NXT yep. into generic fucking butt rock. Butt rock. I was like, oh, that's so cringy. It's just like you get pumped, Yeah. And then it goes into this. I'm like, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, you have
1: stars like Alistair Black, who could be a future big, big shot. You've got guys like Keith Lee, who's not even on television, wasn't at WrestleMania, wasn't involved at all. Injury right? supposedly no one knows. Yeah, because they don't don't acknowledge anything. Mm. They're like, if we don't have to make it public, let's not. So, I don't know. It's just the ratings are showing that fans are not interested. And what stinks is that there are those fans out there who, and this is going to sound incredibly hypocritical, there are a lot of fans out there who are like, oh, they need to do this, and they need to do that, and then they do it, and they're like, well, it wasn't the way I wanted to, so it it still sucks, so it's like, okay, so part of me understands why they don't change, because it's like, it's not going to matter what they do, fans are going to shit on it anyways, but, like, put forth a little more effort, guys, come on, like, Don't have 50-50 booking for three weeks in a row between Mason T-Bar, Braun Strowman, and Drew McIntyre. Uh Like, you had it two weeks ago, then you had it last week, and now this week you had it two or three times. Braun Strowman defeats Mason T-Bar via disqualification. Wow, that's a good way to put over some new talent. T-Bar and Mace defeat Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre via countout. Wow, that's a good way to put over some talent.
2: What's going to happen next week?
1: I bet they're going to face each other. And Braun Strowman defeats Drew McIntyre after a distraction from Mason T-Bar. But at least Braun Strowman made history. Yeah. He was the first WWE superstar to have a singles, tag, and handicap match all in one show.
2: Oh, good for him.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So that happened. Wow. Um, There was a lot. From what I did watch... Raw seemed just average to poor. <laughs> uh, New Day and Damian Priest threw some tomatoes at Ms. Morrison, Elias, and Riker, and Morrison got clipped in the nuts by one of the tomatoes.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god!
1: But from what I, from my understanding, like they were showing the cameras back, in, like they were changing camera angles yeah. like so fast that no one could tell what was happening. But there was a video that surfaced of Ms. Or I'm sorry, of Morrison getting nut which, guess what that leads to, folks? Holla, holla, tag match. New Day. New D. New Damian Priest. New Day and Damian Priest. Defeat The Miz, Riker, and Elias. Did you happen to watch the WWE 24, or I'm sorry, the documentary on The Miz?
2: No, but I saw some clips. It's really good. Yeah.
1: Worth checking out. Like I, of, I uh, of course their production t- team does like an amazing job. Oh yeah,
2: for sure, for sure. Like I, I still have love for the Miz. Yeah. Um, he's putting a lot of work in his career. He has. Um, better not fucking get Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. But I support you in WWE though. What's crazy
1: is that when I was watching it, when I was watching the documentary, the only thing that popped up in my head is years back when we were having the conversation of like how Miz could be one of those top-name superstars, you know? Like, he's got the catchphrase. He's got the, you know, the cool entrance music. When it hits, it grabs your attention and all that. That was the only thing that popped in my head. I was like, he could have been a pretty big name, but he just floundered in the mid-card. They gave him the money in the bank to become a champion. It wasn't really taken seriously, you know? Like, it, his championship push when he won the title to, to WrestleMania it was all about Cena and The Rock, but it was Cena versus Miz at WrestleMania. Hmm. So it's like you're not taking this guy seriously. You're not treating him as a champion. You're not treating him as a top build guy. So when Company you don't player. so when you don't treat him like this, when you you know, when the fans are watching you like overshadow him, you know, how is he gonna become a star? And then you look at him and you're like, well, I mean, the crowd's not responding to you. Well, no shit. What do you expect to happen? That's true. How are fans going to cheer for Keith Lee right now? He's not on TV. You know? Fuck. <laughs> so you remember when Charlie got suspended?
2: Yeah. It's yeah, that's true. over. Yeah, I saw that and I just rolled my eyes.
1: <laughs> I was like... Okay. Well, I hope she enjoyed her 6-day suspension that didn't cost her literally any time away from the business. Cuz they film raw and then they go home. So that so the $100,000 fine was the that was it. All right. So she apologized to the ref and then made the ref apologize to her. Like Alright, I get it. She's heel. We're supposed to dislike her, but...
2: Uh, I know this is random. Do we ever find out what happened to Tom Phillips? Nope. Um, let me see if I can find it, but... Nope. There's a referee that he kind of disappeared to. It's that Drake guy. I don't know what's up with Drake him. Maverick. No, not him. <laughs> uh,
1: let's see. As of April 12th, according to TheMix.net... Tom Phillips is not gone from WWE. He does have a new role or two, and it does not involve being on air for Raw or SmackDown. The company officially confirmed that Phillips will now call 205 Live, quite a demotion, and officially confirmed the hosts of other announced team changes.
2: Weird. It is weird. You got booted because of Aardvark.
1: And this guy is... (laughs) Okay, so I tuned in at some point towards the end. (sighs) Bless you. Sorry. At some point of the end of the New Day match with Damian Priest. Mm -hmm. For a solid 45 seconds to a minute, this guy isn't talking at all. (laughs) It's Byron and Corey Graves going back and forth. uh, 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 Corey Graves is calling the action, and Byron's doing color commentary. (sighs) And then this guy it's is weird. like, "Oh, pinfall here," <laughs> and that's it. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, is it nerves? Is like, w- was he told to be quiet? Like, what's going? Like, why is our lead commentator not commentating? So, Raw is in disarray.
2: Oh, for sure. It's sure.
1: like a train wreck. Like, I feel bad for Drew McIntyre's back because he is carrying Monday Night Raw.
2: What about uh, Bobby?
1: Bobby Lashley too. Like these two guys on the shoulders of Giants. What
2: about R.K. Bro?
1: (laughs) I will say, I was excited to see that. I laughed pretty hard at their backstage interaction. I I
2: know this is gonna sound like crazy. I don't want Randy to turn on
1: Randy. Yeah. I would like for them to be a tag team. Like I want them to be
2: a tag team and just like Randy be annoyed with them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was the fact that you know Orton came up to to Riddle. I was like, "Hey, man!" He's like, "Look, I don't know what planet you think you're from." And he's like, "I'm from Earth, bro." <laughs> like, <laughs> I cracked up. I you cracked think up. This would be
2: big in Japan.
1: Yeah, you think this would be big in Japan? You think? Uh, I forgot what I was saying. I'm sorry. we <laughs> live, buddy. Um, but one of the one of the things. That was one of the pluses in this world of negativity for Monday Night Raw. It was uh, the interaction between Riddle and Randy Orton. Uh, Seamus and Umberto Carrillo, they ended up brawling. And this time, because last week, Seamus stood tall. So guess who stood tall this
2: time? Humberto. I will say Seamus. No.
1: Hey, have you forgotten fifty-fifty booking, sir?
2: No. Hey, you remembered that? People get screwed all the time booking. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, we got to see the team
1: of RK Bro. The Bro. list of the list of woes continue. Now, who for, they beat? The list of woes continue for this tag team: Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, uh, losing again. They
2: got booted from the hurt business. My, the,
1: how they have fallen. They got
2: butt hurt. Butt rock. Butt rock.
1: It's sad. Um. But RK, bro, ended up getting the win. I saw, I saw a pretty funny meme um, because, you know, Riddle did his pose in the center of the ring after after they got the win. And Orton's kind of, like, walking off. So someone took that picture, and it was like, when your mom says you have to bring your little brother with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hell yeah. Um, after that, we got to see the team of Lana, Naomi, and Asuka go up against... Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and Rhea Ripley, which the interesting thing about this is that people in the Thunderdome were reportedly told to cheer Rhea Ripley, even though she's teaming up with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, and she's bad. Weird. So she debuted and got cheered. She went up against Asuka and was booed, and now she's coming out teaming with the bad people but getting cheered, or are being told to cheer for so,
2: how long do you think until they just don't give a shit about Rhea Ripley? Like, not the fans, but will talk about backstage.
1: SummerSlam. I say by then, they're going to be done with her.
2: We don't play well with new toys. Shiny new toy. All right.
1: Ready for the next one. Uh, On speaking next Speaking one. of playing, Alexa Bliss wants to play with others soon. I mean she's finally gonna be back in competition mm-hmm. at some point. Using her mystical powers.
2: Speaking of things not playing, see what you're doing is not playing. See you should you should have farted after you said that. <laughs> Put a fart in, Dennis. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't
1: have any farts. I don't have the fart noise on here. I would, but I don't. I got yeah, bruh.
2: Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Charlotte Flair defeated Mandy Rose. Oh yeah. That was it. What about Bray Wyatt? What about Bray Wyatt? What about him? What's he doing? Who knows? His
1: character's being killed. Pretty much. <clears throat> Once again, it's happening. Hey, here's the question. Where are our tag team champions for Raw? Uh
2: they're off this week.
1: They've been off since WrestleMania, sir.
2: Oh uh, well they're just getting a game plan together. That's
1: not true. <laughs> Don't fucking they have been quote partying in Nigeria. Oh, okay. Rumor is that Omos is injured.
2: Oh God damn! Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, let's just go keep him off TV then. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, like,
1: hey, I know, hey, AJ Styles, I know you're the phenomenal one. You're one of the best wrestlers we have on the roster. But your tag team partner, who's had a total of one match on <laughs> our program, <laughs> he's hurt or is not medically cleared to compete. So we're just going to have you be on the sidelines. Oh. We're not going to put you in action. We're not going to have you come out and cut a promo about how you said that you were going to win at WrestleMania and you went out and did it. We're not going to have you come out and face the new day in singles competition. We're not going to have you do anything. We're just going to have you sit at home. All right. Damn. Just, just so, just so we're clear. <sighs> it was tough. It is tough. And what's sad is that I want to watch NXT but it's on Tuesdays now, and I've, like, programmed myself to not watch any wrestling on Tuesday. Because I was like, all right, Monday Night Raw, I get a night off, and then I'll watch wrestling on Wednesday. I'm still of that mindset. And that's not going to be changing anytime soon. Like, I'm Shit. sorry. I know. I know. Wrestling Shit, fans piss. out there probably want us to watch NXT, but I just have no interest in watching NXT. Like, I'm so... I'm almost completely done with any WWE programming. Like, like, I'll, I'll a, watch SmackDown from time to time. If it's if we're home and like nothing else, if my wife doesn't want to watch anything else, i will be like, you mind if I put it on SmackDown? She's like, yeah, sure. Where's Roderick? That's a good question. Where is Roderick? So Fuck off. Um. <laughs> but we saw Mercedes Martinez defeat Dakota Kai via disqualification. Via satellite. Uh, Zeta Ramir. I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. I hope. Defeated Tony Storm. So Tony Storm lost. Uh, Bronson Reed defeated Austin Theory. Imperium defeated Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Yuck. And Legado del Fantasma defeated Kushida and MSK.
2: Where's La Knight? Waiting
1: for La Knight. Whoa. I don't know. Somewhere. The enemy is everywhere and nowhere. So where is he? I don't know. He's somewhere. Um so there's there's your little quick recap
2: of what happened on NXT. God damn. You know one thing that we didn't talk about? What's that? Impact pay-per-view. Yeah. That's true. I'm pissed off at myself. <laughs> I watched, like, try to focus, like, on the matches, and yep. then my stomach started hurting during the main event. Like, it started hurting bad, and guess what? I missed most of that damn match, and I'm pissed off. That was the reason why I got the damn pay-per-view. Ugh. Yep. So, I was distracted a little bit
1: for uh, for a good portion of the match. Well, I uh, was I was reading with your daughter. Yeah. We're friends now.
2: Yeah, y'all are best friends now. We're, she we're sat on your shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she almost said on my head. See, <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of people at Impact you're not familiar with. There were. Um, the only, I guess there was two surprises of the night. Yeah, but only one that you knew of. I mean, the only, the pers- one person that you knew of. Um, <laughs> apparently, Kaz is now part of Impact. Yeah, he's W Morrissey. Um Morris you know, John Morrison. John Morrissey. John Morrison? John Morrissey. Um and I I felt mixed emotions about because I don't think he's that great of a wrestler, but I'm happy for him because he's on the right track, I think, with his life. Yeah. And he's kinda turned things around. Yes, yeah, So he's part of Impact now, and that's it's good for him. You know, he can have this career on Impact, or you know, I don't know if he's going to stay there for the whole time. But that's kind of like on a national level yeah. impact. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's, I mean, it's, it's there. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. Um, so he he'll have exposure. So that's good. And impact's on tonight, and so it he's going to be talking.
1: Oh,
2: I, cool. I don't know what he'll do. You never know if uh Enzo will pop up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I think he's the biggest man in impact. <laughs> he is definitely. yeah, I mean
1: he's six ten. He's quite sizable. Uh he had an appearance he like he had a presence in the ring. Yeah. I'll you know, we were both watching, and I was like, man, like
2: dude looks big. Yeah. Looks like edge on steroids. Yeah. So that team won. I don't know if he got the pinfall or not. I don't remember. I don't remember either. So long ago. Um I'm just gonna just blow through some matches because there's some matches I don't remember. Like you're gonna it, what the matches? <laughs> it sucked between uh, Brian Myers and um, Matt Cordona because Matt Cordona got hurt. Yeah, so they had to go to the finish quickly, yeah, which was awkward. Was... But at the same time, I'm I'm bummed. You know, like to be honest with you, I haven't been the biggest fan of, of Matt Cordona since he left WWE. Yeah. I didn't want him being part of AEW. He had five appearances and then he finally got into Impact, which is good for him Mm because I know that he was a little depressed because he wasn't finding work. He got into Impact, and I felt like that's the place for him. And, um, he got hurt, you know? Yeah. That's the same for, like, Heath. Heath is still recovering, Mm -hmm. he's part of Impact. So I'm like, damn, that sucks. It does. Um, hope the best for him, man. Hopefully it doesn't take long. He can get, get back in the ring. Uh,
1: according to his Twitter, it, I, I guess he dislocated his kneecap yeah. whenever he did that little springboard, or not springboard, the leapfrog, mm-hmm. I think it was. Um, and he said that he hopes that it's not as bad as it felt. So,
2: I don't know. Uh, the match between... Um, oh, shit. I forgot his name. Oh, Trey t- Miguel and... Um, Oh, my gosh. I can't think of his name.
1: Womp womp.
2: Sammy Callahan. Yeah. I enjoyed that match. Did you? It was definitely a a brawler versus a high flyer. Or a brawler slash hardcore guy versus high flyer. (laughs) I thought that was fun. Um, We got new women's tag team champions. We do. Um, uh, Jordan Grace and... uh, I forgot her name. Sorry, it's um, the daughter of. Oh shit! What's Ellering? His name? Yeah, Rachel Ellering. Yeah. So they're the new tag team champions. Um, I thought that was a fun match. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other matches. Like I'm, I'm forgetting certain matches. We so have the
1: uh, the three way for the X Division Championship. TJP, Josh Alexander, who uh, ended up winning. Yeah, I was Austin. in and out of that match,
2: to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. I thought that was funny because it was a triple threat, which uh-huh. means technically there's no rules. Uh, Ace Austin had Fulton in his corner, and he had, like, next to no presence.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, this
1: is your chance to, like, help out, and he yeah. didn't do it. Um, Yeah, as you said, VBD ended up getting the win over... Fishes uh, by design. Very bad dudes.
2: Very bad dudes. Yeah.
1: Uh, defeated Storm, Sabian Edwards, and uh, Mac. Mac. Let's see. Brian Myers ended up getting the win over Matt Cardona. Uh, yeah, Jordan Grace, Rachel Ellering defeated Fire and Flava. Sammy Callahan and Trey Miguel. Who won that one? Miguel. Miguel. Miguel ended up winning. Then we saw Finn Juice versus the Good Brothers.
2: And I thought the Good Brothers were going to pick it up because, um, it would have been good for Kenny Omega to have all the belts. Yeah. Uh, the Young Bucks have the tag team championships Mm -hmm. of AEW, and the Good Brothers have the championships of Impact, and just kind of be like the dominant faction. Yeah. Which there's there still are the dom well they are a dominant faction, not the dominant faction in (coughs) AEW because AEW has a fuck ton of uh, (laughs) groups. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: Deanna Perrazzo retained the Knockouts Championship against Tenille Dashwood. Mm-hmm. And then the main event, Rich Swan, Kenny Omega. Good action from these I, guys.
2: I love Kenny Omega's theme song. Yeah. Like, I was trying to find it on Instagram because I was going to post my story, Kenny Omega with the belts yeah. and have his theme, but they don't have it. No. Nope. Like God dang it.
1: You can find it on uh YouTube though. Yeah. The AEW song or music <laughs> channel or whatever it is. But uh but yeah, so now we have Kenny Omega four belts. Yeah. That's a lot of belts. Where is he going next?
2: And he says he's about to, they're about to pull out something else. I don't know where they're going with this, and like
1: The Forbidden if, Door is open, sir. If
2: they're going after more titles, hmm. I really don't like if you're going to go after like a shit ton of titles how are you going to lose all those titles you one at a mean? time one at a time all like, at once are you going to go after a new Japan one, you know title are you going to go after the NWA championship
1: there's going to be one pay-per-view on AEW where he has to defend every single one of those titles. oh my god
2: can you imagine he's like in seven freaking matches or whatever and like, oh my god it's like okay I'm going after. I'm gonna. Go Can you fight imagine me. how exhausted he would yeah. be if he
1: had to do something like that?
2: Oh, okay. So I didn't catch it. Like I had to use a restroom. My stomach was hurting bad. Uh, I listened to Brian Alvarez's um, review on it. Yeah. They said that Rich Swan got gassed. Oh like, really? He looked tired. Did you catch it? No, I didn't. He said like they were going doing fast shit and then Rich Swan couldn't hit a keep wall. up. <laughs> so I was wondering. That sucks. Yeah, he couldn't keep up. Like he's like a high flyer. I'm like, damn. And like you saying, Kenny Omega has a higher stamina than you. Kenny Omega can go for an hour if you need him to. Shit, ladies, <laughs> go after
1: Kenny Omega, man. And that one in the ring. Oh, <laughs> and in the bed. That man can
2: go. I I don't know about his. Big uh... trigger. <laughs> <laughs> you just hurt that lady in the bed. Oh, sorry. Right. Uh, one, wait, and no. Go after. Nick Aldis with the yeah. NWA championship. Uh, there you go. Now we're talking. I don't know if Billy Corgan will go for that. <laughs> uh, Why not? Uh, I don't know who the main champion of MLW. Go after the MLW or Ring of Honor or... New Japan. New Japan. Because, oh, because New Japan's about... To, uh, they're about to have a match next yeah, week. Yeah. Um, Moxley's... The New uh, Japan United States championship. I don't even know who that guy is. Oh, okay. Um, you talk, I'll find it.
1: Well, going over to AEW, yeah. uh, we got to see Brian Cage get a surprise victory over Hangman Adam really? Page. Yeah. See, um, I missed certain parts because I didn't see it. So before before the, the match started...
2: I'm I'm happy. I'm happy about that because yeah. that seems like for the first time in a while that someone from Team Taz has had a win on Dynamite.
1: Yes. Um, Before the match started, though, Page was... Attacked by Team Taz. Um so it got it got a little vicious. The Dark Order came out, tried to make the save, it had been
2: too late. The damage had been done. I found it. Okay. Excuse me if I butcher it. Don't butcher it. Yuji Nagata? Yeah. That sounds good. John Moxley versus Yuji Yuji Nagata. Or Yugi? Yugi. Yugi. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, so Brian Cage ends up getting the victory over Hangman Adam Page. I saw a solid promo. Was this on Dynamite where Christian was talking to Taz?
1: Yeah, it's backstage at some point. Yeah, uh, the Young Bucks, full blown heels, uh, defeated Matt and Mike Sagdell. I don't
2: know if you watched. it. I didn't finish it, but at the last this this week's. Being the Elite, they gave Brandon Cutler... Young Boy Jacking. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And a mask. Dude. A mask. Cody
1: Rhodes. You're going to like the way you look. Yeah. I guarantee we could, it. They keep
2: on saying it the whole episode. <laughs> but you're going to like
1: the way you look. I guarantee Guaranteed. it. <laughs> oh, and also, you're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. Um, They have a... Matt a Jackson doing the Johnny Cage split into the uppercut to the balls... Did you catch that? What did you did you notice the the twin magic they tried to pull off? <laughs> and like the commentators are like, what the hell? How could
2: the ref mess this up? <laughs> There's so many references that young bucks do because they like to take shots at certain situations. Like yeah. if you watched being the elite, they gave Brandon Cutler that mask, but they also gave him a a, a bag with yeah. his stuff in it. Taking a shot at WB, giving oh, yeah. a bag to mickey james mm-hmm. they're like oh well you hurt your face here's this mask but here's all your supply or here's all your stuff in this bag It says cutler on it
1: yeah uh i was surprised at this one uh orange cassidy getting the win over Pinta el seattle yeah
2: because it seems like orange can take the losses yeah easily.
1: that and i was surprised that they went with like the cheap shot using the microphone. Uh, I understand they're trying to get revenge on Penta after what he, you know, after what they said about Sue, but um, I don't know. Sue is a saint. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was an okay match. Yeah. Uh, we got to see the Inner Circle Pinnacle Parlay, and good God, this was awesome. Okay. Okay.
2: Did you see that video I sent you on Instagram with Santana, 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 and Ortiz?
1: Yeah, I watched some of it.
2: It's just, I don't know if they're in Brooklyn or whatever, walking with some Brooklyn, like, Brooklyn. Like, bringing it, bringing it. With this swag, and they have this music yeah. and stuff. They're not saying anything. and they, uh, I forgot what it said, but it, I was like, I don't know if they're going to bring a new intensity in blood and guts, or they're about to turn.
1: Well, you heard what FTR said, right? Yeah, it's watered water in the, down. Yeah. So, maybe so that's, that's, are maybe. they going to
2: turn? Because they haven't been doing too much. Yeah.
1: I don't know about turning. I don't know they do that.
2: Or they're just going to up their intensity. Yeah,
1: I would say that.
2: Like, still be with Jericho, or you know, still do their own thing together. Mm-hmm. Like proud and powerful, but like just be fucking badass. Because yeah, you know, they haven't been doing too much. I mean, they've been with the inner circle, but yeah. like in
1: the ring, they haven't done done a whole lot. Kind of like how uh, SEU came out after the uh, the Young Bucks match and like challenged them to a match. It's like they're talking about hey, we've been we made a pact that since December that if we ever lose a match as a tag team we're done. That hasn't been seen at all on Dynamite. So it's like if you're not watching Dark, you don't know anything about this. Like why are, why aren't these guys being presented more on on Dynamite?
2: You, know? you? Yeah. Well, because they're helping get I guess with the talent
1: and stuff right and on Dark. But what I'm saying is if you're gonna have SCU come out and cut a promo and saying, "Hey, since December, we haven't lost a match," and you know we want to challenge you for the titles and all that, people aren't gonna, like, People are like, okay, well, I haven't seen SCU win a match because I don't watch Dark; I only watch Dynamite." SCU. Yeah, so it's kind of just like you feel. I, I feel like they should have been on Dynamite winning a couple of matches. They could, and the commentators could have. Emphasized, oh man, you know, they got the stipulation. If they yeah. lose, then they're done as a tag team. Oh, they somehow managed to get another win, you know. And then you have the young bucks get that victory and said, okay, for you know, for months now, we've been doing this, mm-hmm. we want the titles. That would have come for you. I feel like that would have built a little bit better because, like I said, not everyone watches dark or elevation, yeah, you know. I'm That's a true. big AEW fan. I don't watch those shows. Sorry. You know? You're not so, a mark. I'm not.
2: Can I'm a be. mark for your spot.
1: <laughs> um so the pinnacle will have the advantage at Blood and Guts next week.
2: How did you feel about the interactions between them? I thought it was good. Yeah. Did you, know, you see Shivani when they kept on pushing and taking the so, mic? He's like, he's so pissed. He's like, why, <laughs> why the hell
1: are you doing this to me, Aww, man? Oh, I love Shivani. Leave him alone. Skivone. Yeah. Skivone. Uh, I love the interaction. I love the promos. I love the fire from Sammy Guevara. He's like, you know what? I'll Fine. take you on. Yeah, I'll fight. I'll start the match. I don't care. Like, I want a piece of you guys. <clears throat> so, uh, So, basically, this is going to work similar to War Games, where two members or one member of each team will start in the ring after X amount of minutes. The pinnacle will release, have someone come out after X amount of minutes, someone from inner circle will come out and this will continue until all five members of both teams are in the ring fighting all together. Once the final participant enters the ring, then you can go for pinfall or submission. So similar to war games, but, uh, just feeling that a different that was going to win. Yeah. Okay. It'll be interesting to see for sure. Did you, uh, did you happen to notice that thing that I messaged you about? Yeah. I was right. Wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's how you know. <laughs> uh, after that, we got to see Chris Statlander defeat Penelope Ford. Penelope. Penelope. Penelope Ford. Um, and as, as I was watching this match, I was like, I wonder if Miro's going to run out and attack uh, Kip Sabian. But they saved that for backstage. And I'm kind of glad that they did because it was a really good brawl. And uh, Miro looked like a monster. And, you know, I thought they did a good job. I missed with
2: that, that part. So why do you attack him?
1: He's been saying, you know, he's been saying, look, I've tried to reach out to you. I don't know where you are. I'm moving on without you if you don't, if you don't respond. And so cool. Kip was like, "Hey, you know, I meant to, I meant to call you and and, and tell you what's going on." Mira wasn't having it, so he just beat the shit out of Kip got Yeah,
2: give him something to do. Yeah, until they're gonna pull a trigger on him.
1: I think that they're lining him up to go up against Darby, uh, Darby Allen. Yeah, because and I like that they're doing this because Darby Allen has been defending the title like every week, which I which. A, I love. B, I love the fact that they're giving him the main event spot uh, every week. So it's building a new star. And C, they're doing a great job with booking him because he's getting more and more fatigued. So it's like it's starting to take its toll on him, you know? So then when he finally goes up against Miro, Miro's just going to like...
2: Beat the shit out of him. Just
1: destroy him. Yeah. He's going to go Hulk on Loki, you know, just throw him from one side to the other Take, I think that's going to be a good take match. Take the belt and go yeah. puny Darby and, and walk off. Yeah. You know, and there you go. You've got, a, you've got a new monster heel. Yeah. So, but the question is, do you put Lance Archer before that, or do you have Lance Archer go after Miro?
2: If you're turning Archer f- face.
1: he's. I mean, he's been coming out of the face yes, tunnel.
2: you would have Miro versus Archer. Yeah and make that into a long feud. Yeah. For them both. Yeah. There you that go. That would be actually be pretty great. Mhm. Two big big guys. And that's a fresh new matchup. There you go.
1: First time ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're all about those. Um QT Marshall, Nick Komorodo and Aaron Solo? Komorodo? Yeah. Whatever. Comorodo. I could have made it easy on myself and just said The Factory. LeBron. (laughs) Going up against Dustin Rhodes, Billy Gunn, and Lee Johnson.
2: You know what, Billy Gunn? He's an ass man. Yeah? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: (laughs) (sighs) His son seemed to like it, too. Bunch of guns. Pew pew! I did watch... I think it was Dark, where, uh... Or it might have been, uh, it might have been on Dynamite last week where the Gun Club came out, and they were like doing <laughs> finger guns to the uh, to the camera, and whoever was on commentary was like, "Do you have to make the pew pew noise every, t- <laughs> every time every <laughs> time you use finger pew-pew. guns?" <laughs> like, <"Pew-pew." laughs> Why not? I want to say it was Elevation because I want to say it was Shivani and and Paul White. That's funny. <laughs> do you have to yes, do you have to make the, the to, noise whenever you, you shoot to. the gun? <laughs> gotcha. Yes, you do. Absolutely you do. Yep, yep. So QT Marshall, the factory, ended up getting the victory. Uh then they brawled to
2: uh I'm enjoying QT. Yeah.
1: You I enjoy think... his bowling shirts. <laughs> That's what <laughs> yes. you said.
2: I think he it's a weird not weird character. It's like He'll fight you, and he has the knowledge of what to do, but he gets his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. But his guys are the tough guys, like, because he coached them. hmm And he has the keys to the kingdom because his knowledge.
1: Yeah, and he does. Uh, so they he tried to escape because uh, the Nightmare family came down, yeah. and then there was a big <laughs> brawl. Uh he they drove in on Cody's bus, mm-hmm. which I love the fact that they had their uh their dog on there as well. Pharaoh. Pharaoh, yeah. Um one of the things that I kinda chuckled at is when QT started to get close to the bus, the camera angle, you can clearly see that Cody is like standing in the yeah. doorway.
2: You're not supposed to see that.
1: I feel like they should have like put something there where you couldn't see. I have something. He poked his face out. I was like, "Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that?" Yes. You're breathtaking. Um. But so Cody, Cody and QT they brawl. They make their way onto the top of the bus. Cody puts uh, QT in a figure four on top of the bus to end that segment. Oh. Uh. So we'll have a continued feud for that.
2: I want QT to beat Cody.
1: Yeah, you would want that (laughs)
2: one. Yeah.
1: Uh Darby Allen defeated 10 pretty good matchup to retain defeated the team. Ted I play Ted.
2: Darby to Allen retained shit. He's trying to rip Ten's mask. He was. He's getting vicious. Said but vicious. it
1: was a, it was a good it was a good match for 10. A good showcase. Got to be the main event, you know. That's always good. Uh Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky, yeah. And Ethan, Ethan Page, Page came out, made their presence known. So we got to see all the pages and all the cages. <laughs> This and week the murder Hulk. Except for Diamond Down's Page. Bang. That's right. So Darby Allen retained his uh TNT championship.
2: So, uh Ten helped Darby Allen up. Yeah. And did Ten give him his band? This is Brody. He did. He held it up. Yes. So all in all it was a pretty good episode of Dynamite. What do you think Sting's gonna do? Fuck.
1: <laughs> Hopefully just manage. Just be a manager, dude. You
2: know not wrestle, but you can still beat people up. Yeah, well, be an old man who carries around a baseball <laughs> bat. Like he's eventually going to carry shit, a. I don't uh, care. A cane.
1: Like, make your own group called the Stinger Squad. You know, With you have Darby uh, Heath, Allen, Lance Archer, Heath and as Stang, as uh, Stang, Stang. Yeah, let's oh, go. See, name. now you're talking. Sting and Stang, Darby <laughs> Allen, and Stung. You can have Tony Schiavone. Be the uh, be the, the announcer. It's Sting. In Gilbert. And Gilbert. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So I'm looking forward to next week. It's going to be blood and guts, and they've got a couple good matches lined up as well. So. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. So be on the lookout. Little boy. You're listening to an exclusive interview on WNS. All right, folks, today we're being joined by 2015 and TNA and 2018 WWE Hall of Famer, the one and only Jeff Jarrett. Welcome to the show. Hey, Daniel. Appreciate you having me on. Looking yeah, thank you to so much for your time. My, my
0: world and, and all things wrestling.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I had the pleasure of uh, interviewing you back in uh, December of 2014, actually, to promote uh, Wrestle Kingdom Nine. So it's not—it's uh, great to have you back on. This time we're having wow. you on to promote your new podcast, like you mentioned, "My World" with Jeff Jarrett, set to premiere on ad-free shows starting May fourth. So I have to ask, what made you want to get into the podcasting world? Was there like a big influence to make you give it a shot? What was
0: what was? Yeah, you, you know, um, gosh, I, I could talk for an hour on this, Daniel, but but I won't. But uh, <laughs> The, the real long and short of it is Conrad Thompson. Uh, he's been, uh, my co-host has been wanting me to do a podcast for a couple of years. And, and uh, you know, he launched with something to wrestle with, with Bruce Pritchard, a Texas boy. Um, but, uh, but no, he, he, he did something to wrestle with. And, you know, obviously Jim Ross and Eric Bischoff and Tony Schiavone and Kurt Angle, Arn Anderson. And, the, you know, he, he's built this family of podcasts. And so, I just never had an interest, uh, nothing against Conrad or even the podcast world, I just never really had an interest in in telling my story or telling stories. I've told them in the dressing rooms, I've told them in locker rooms, and airplanes, and long car rides, or whatever it may be. But as time sort of rolled along and then COVID hit, pandemic hit, and, and I, I, I sort of changed my perspective on a few things, just looking at on-demand entertainment, uh, and then I don't know if you got an opportunity to watch The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, that documentary and watching. I'm a basketball fan. I'm a basketball junkie. I love it. But watching Michael look at that computer and, and seeing old things happened and, you know, 20 years ago that it happened and then him giving his thoughts and feelings and emotions. I was mesmerized. I was really compelled by that form of entertainment, which made me think, you know, maybe there is something to me telling my stories. Uh, I've lived it, I've breathed it, uh, I've ate slate wrestling, uh, you know, mm-hmm. my, my family got into business in 1946, so three generations, so lots of stories to tell, lots of content there. Conrad's format is unbelievable, obviously it's not guest-driven, it, it is, we're going to take an event, and we're going to do a deep dive, and we're going to tell the story behind the story, and 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 that's something that, you know, I've, I've often, uh, you know, I, you just mentioned 2014, we connected, but what we were doing, we were talking about an event coming up. We were promoting toward the future. Mm-hmm. I've always looked, uh, you know, I've, I've never really looked in the review mirror. I hadn't looked in the past. I've tried to learn from it, but I hadn't really harped on it and lived and dwelled in the past. I've always been a forward thinker. So now in the podcasting world, the form of business with, with you know, Cumulus is our distribution partner uh, with A-list sponsors. Uh, The business model, Conrad, just sort of as in all things of entertainment, the timing felt right, and I'm really excited. We start dropping episodes every Tuesday, and we start May 4th next Tuesday, so I'm excited.
1: Now, with it being starting on uh, on May 4th, I don't know if you're aware, May 4th, also known as Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. So I'm um, oh, yeah. just gotta, I'm just curious, was that by chance or uh, are you a Star Wars fan? Are you a hidden Star
0: Wars fan? I'll say this, Conrad, it's not just Conrad. Conrad had, has an entire team. So there is a groundswell of May the 4th be with you. So there, there, there's quite a bit of an excitement coming out with it. And uh, I mean, it goes without saying the, the franchise Star Wars is synonymous around the globe with May the 4th, we'd be with you. So we sort of lucked into that. I'd like to take credit for that. But no, the timing was right. It's the beginning of the month, uh, everything that goes with it. Uh, but I'm sure we're going to be capitalizing off that. Just uh, y- your step in front of us.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Now you mentioned that you're going to have uh, stories of the past. Uh, you you will be taking on certain events of uh, of yesteryear. Will you be uh, giving your takes on uh, on the current product? Will you be interviewing talent of uh, of today's wrestling? If so, who who would you like to
0: possibly interview? And that's what what's one of the things that interests me. That that look. Um, we're going to be, you know, Conrad's format is taking an event from the past. So there's no guests involved. It's an event. Look, I, I comment um, on, on the entering product or today's product at different times, but that's not what my world's about. My world is strictly about retelling stories and truly telling the story behind the story.
1: Gotcha. Uh, now, obviously with your family history, there is a lot of stories uh, to be told. Uh, so I know a lot of fans are going to be interested in that because, you know, you go on, you go on interviews, like you talk to guys like me, we ask the same cookie cutter questions. It's you know, you've <laughs> learned your stories, you know how to deliver it. Uh, but you know, this will be a good chance for fans to go and hear the stories they might not know, or they might not remember, or something they would want to, to learn about. So it will be a good chance for, uh, for
0: current fans to find out about the history of the business. I mean, and and just on this PR tour, today's day four of five of the My World uh, PR tour. Uh, But, you know, just talking to the journalists and the podcasters promoting, they brought up, I was tag team champion with Mill Mascaris. I hadn't really gave that a thought, but that was back in the 80s in in, in Dallas. Um, Different stories about a pay-per-view me and Sting did in New Zealand. Uh, Some UK stories, some, I mean, you know, Memphis stories and Double J stories. Uh, obviously, the the, 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 the obvious are, are the, you know, my match with China or this WCW win or NWA win or working with David Arquette or whatever it may be. Uh, but, man, we're going to have lots of fun, uh, again, telling those unique slants that, that come in. And it's obviously with social media, um, the, the, the ad free team is finding out from the, the listeners. What do you want to what do you want us to talk about? What stories do we know? And that's another thing that compelled me to it, that I told Conrad, look, don't go by what what I think might be uh, an interesting topic. I want you to tell me, and you ask me. So the format has really uh, pushed me over the edge that, look, they solicit from fans, so we know that, okay, these fans want to hear this story. Let's dive into it, and uh, we're going to tell the good, the bad, and the ugly part of it. So uh, – uh, that, 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 that's exciting for me because I put on my hat as, how's the consumer? How's the uh, viewer? Are they going to be entertained? Do they want to hear it? Are they going to consume it? So uh, I'm excited to, to head down that road awesome uh
1: you can also keep up with the new podcast by following at my world podcast on twitter you can go to adfreeshows.com uh and the westwood one podcast network you already have some merch going up uh i was actually in the process of, of typing it up boxofgimmicks.com you can go for uh all the my world with jeff Jarrett merchandise uh now you did mention michael jordan the uh, the documentary that came out uh you know the the change of perspective uh due to the pandemic uh you know one of the the th- one of the toughest things for a wrestler is not having a crowd's energy to feed off of. And, you know, given the last year with the pandemic, the wrestling world has had to make a huge adaptation to everything that's gone on in the last year. Uh, whether it be using a limited crowd, uh, screen fan viewing like the Thunderdome, even some piped in audio. I know Impact uh, uh, just had their uh, their pay-per-view with the piped in audio. How do you feel as, as a performer, how do you feel you would have handled those first few months of adjustment to uh, being a wrestler?
0: I, I, I know the bumps and bruises would probably hurt as, as an adjustment, but just, just because the energy that a crowd brings, um, I, I you know, I told the guys when I was down at Thunderdome, you know, that, that alone performing, it, it, it's just a different type, type of energy. But, look, we all adjust. The One thing that I – as a third generation uh, promoter that I feel really proud as we're coming out of this pandemic is that, you know, you look at even golf shut down or or racing uh, when there's social distancing, unless you have a crash, but you know, all the, every sport shut down, Hollywood shut down, you name it. I mean, everything, the music business, touring and so many things. Everything shut down in, in in some shape, form, or fashion. And as it relates in the entertainment industry, professional wrestling did. We continue to create content. We continue to 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 put out shows. We adapt it, and and that's something as a promoter that I've always known that wrestling has somewhat of a Teflon uh, personality. Uh, that we can always bounce back. We don't have seasons. We're fifty-two weeks a year. But coming through this pandemic, man, just think uh, of, of the resiliency that professional wrestling has, and it's gone to a whole nother level, and it's something I'm proud to be a part of.
1: And it certainly makes you look at how wrestling can persevere in the, uh, yes. in the states of adversity, for sure. Uh, you will certainly go. be for more stories to tell. And like you said, My World with Jeff Jarrett going to be debuting May 4th. Uh, you can go to at Real Jeff Jarrett on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, realjeffjarrett.com. Again, go to My World Podcast on Twitter, adfreeshows.com, Westwood One Podcast Network. The list goes on and on and on and on. So uh, <laughs> you know, uh, from one podcaster to another now, I certainly wish you the best. Best of luck! Thank you so much for your time. We certainly appreciate it, and we certainly look forward to listening to my world with Jeff Jarrett.
0: Thanks, Daniel. Have a great day, and uh, take a listen, subscribe, as they say in the podcasting world.
1: All right. Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful day. You too, Daniel. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And as always, I want to thank Jeff Jarrett for coming on the show today. It's been a while since we talked to him. Uh, I know it's been even longer for you because I got to talk to him. Did I? Did you get to be in talk, talk to him? Last I'm not time? for sure. I don't remember. For sure. Either way, really cool stuff. So yep. check out his podcast if you're, if you're up for it, if you're up for the stories and the fun times. Moving on over to hot topics. Uh, there are rumors starting to circulate that SummerSlam will have fans live in attendance, mm. similar to WrestleMania. No, no speculation as to the location yet, mm. but we are starting to get a little closer, a little farther. Oh, what gold? What? Nothing. You want gold? Yep. Okay.
2: Uh, it was it was past the segment, and you have to, you have to think about it. Oh, quite, okay. I yeah,
1: I got you. Yeah, got you. What a sorry. What a force of the globe, right? <laughs> so, like I said, rumors circulating SummerSlams. Summerfest. Summer SummerSlam will have fans live in attendance. We'll see how it goes, man. And as it stands now, August. AEW Dynamite in Houston. Still a go. Still a go. Fingers crossed. But we're still, you know, four months away from that. But we're hoping. Uh, Final bit of Hot Topic news that I have. I don't know if Tyler has anything, but as far as me, as far as I go, uh, Alberto Del Rio, because we know, love this guy so much, he claimed that he and Paige signed a confidentiality agreement at the start of their relationship and that she violated it. Hi, red flag.
2: Wow. If you
1: get into a relationship and they're like, hey, I'm going to need you to sign this confidentiality agreement. Don't do it. Don't
2: do it. So what's going to happen?
1: I don't know, but the fact that he's bringing this up just makes him look even more like a scumbag.
2: Uh, So... Also, speaking of Del Rio, did you hear about there was a private event about a wrestling event and there was supposedly Yeah, two he's booked a- for it. Yeah, two AEW superstars that were there. <coughs> yeah. And guess who brought that up and was creating a storm on Twitter? Someone else who got Joe blackballed. Ryan. Yes. Someone else who got blackballed. Yeah. Say I've never been convicted. And yet you have Alberto Del Rio doing this. Shame on AEW. He's just trying to start shit because of, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know the situation or why the stars did that. And if they did wrestle on a show, they shouldn't have because yeah. of Alberto. But at the same time, shut the fuck up, Joey Ryan. <laughs> um, like your old news. And if you're going to start shit, I, I get it. where Your mind is, but... You are, air quotes, a reborn Christian, yeah. <laughs> yet you still want to start shit. Just just go away. Just, you know, just, just go away, and no one wants you.
1: So as far as uh, Alberto Del Rio, uh, this is a an article posted on WrestlingNewsForce.com, so if you want to read it, there you go. If not, I'll read it to you. Uh, During an interview with Hugo Savinovic of Lucha Libre Online, Alberto Del Rio went into detail on his relationship with Paige. The former WWE superstar revealed that he and Paige signed a confidentiality agreement at the start of the relationship, yeah. and he claimed that Paige broke it. Quote... For this reason, and also for the love, for the beginning, for the two parties, to protect them, we did it and signed a confidentiality agreement for $1 million. After signing it, I found out that Paige didn't own a house, she didn't have a car, she didn't have more than $70,000 in the bank, and the one who really had to lose something was me. Because, thank God, WWE, Impact, AAA, all those companies made me great and gave me to win, or booked me to win. But that money belongs to my children. It's, my, it's the future of my children. It's for them to become someone. If the relationship ends, it hits me. My family hits me. <laughs> that's weird. This must have been misinterpreted of some site. And although everyone told me why I didn't say anything, because that's why. Because I was tied to that contract. Whenever, whoever I spoke to was going to come immediately to tail So that's why I say thank you, Paige, because you broke that confidentiality agreement. You freed me to take action if I am attacked again by you or by yours. In that relationship between Paige and me, There was a person who was arrested three times in San Antonio, Las Vegas, and Orlando for domestic violence. It was not me. There is a person who has six, seven police reports for domestic violence in San Antonio. I will not say more. I only say this because I have to protect the future of my children. I ask Paige because I have no intention of affecting her life. Thank God you have a job. You continue to support it. You continue to receive your payment month after month. Keep it. I ask you to hopefully leave me in oblivion as I had left you and that you walk. What go- is
2: Paige doing? Collecting paychecks from WWE, no, no, I guess. No, no, she's, she's going after Alberto right now? No.
1: No, no. she's not doing anything. Uh page i am not going to collect money that does not belong to me end quote
2: <laughs> okay
1: so one of the comments he treated his relationship like a business transaction and wonders why it didn't work out <laughs> uh, some uh some late breaking news uh wwe hall of famer road dog has returned to NXT following his heart attack. So that's wonderful oh, news. No, he had a heart attack. Oh, you didn't? No. Yeah, a, couple, a few weeks back he had one. He was in the hospital. Uh, and uh, d- m- recent WWE Hall of Famer Molly Holly was recently interviewed on Bustin' Open Radio. Uh, during the interview, she revealed she was upset that WWE cut her speech short. As she had a lot of people to thank. She did, however, reveal the company allowed... F- her a longer speech on their official YouTube page which made up for her disappointment. But still, like they should have they should have this was all pre-taped anyways. Yeah. Let them go out and talk as long as they need to and then you can edit it down from there. Um for AEW's ratings, uh they were down a bit from uh from last week. Last week it was 1.1 million viewers this week 889 so quite a quite a drop one could say that it was because of the uh, State of the Union address because it was happening around that time but you never know this still did well in the uh, in the graphics so there you go that's all I got you got anything
2: no I don't have anything
1: alright well that's going to do it for us this week so once again thank you to Jeff Jarrett for coming on to the show if you have any questions for us feel free to leave it on our Facebook page of podcast, our YouTube channel, WNS video. You can uh, check us out. Wrestling news on Facebook and subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching wrestling news source podcast.
2: We're on Stitcher beyond pod player. FM satchel. iHeartRadio, radio, Spotify, Amazon music. Just search wrestling news source podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter
1: at WNS podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. D R H pro. You can follow Tyler, Tyler underscore a bear, a bear underscore mode on Instagram, D R H underscore pro on Instagram for me. Also on Twitch and TikTok at DRH Pro. So for the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron.
2: I'm Tyler Hebert. And we will
1: catch you all next week.